Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. In part three with Leaky Willie, we'll pick it up with his hashing after Cardiff Interhash in the UK and in Europe. Here's part three with Leaky Willie. Well, let's talk about some other people that have been important to you. Who else? You've mentioned a lot of people. Who else on that on the in the European side? Because not, you're not even in Europe anymore. You're you're on North America for another leg of this adventure. But who else in Europe there from Scotland on down? I was a co-founder of the Swansea Jack Hash in 2000, June. Right. I married a Gloucester girl. So my 40th birthday was in Gloucester over a weekend. And I said to the Swansea Jack Hash, why don't you guys come up? 12 of them came up and we had a great Saturday night. Sunday morning at 11 a.m., we all descended on the Cheltenham and Cotswold Hash unannounced and pulled up at 11 o'clock. Wow, and that's one of the very longest-running UK hashes. Yeah, yeah. Ni- 1983, I think they started, or 81. 81, I think, yeah. He, one of my best buddies, Bilko, was the GM of the Cheltenham and Cotswold hash and was doing his speech when we pulled up in the cars. <laughs> and I, I fell out of the car because we were drunk the night before, and I said, oh, good morning, my name's Leaky Willie, uh, can we bring 12 hashes from Swansea to the Cheltenham and Cotswold? Bilko said, come on in. A partnership between Swansea Jack and Cheltenham and Gloucester started. We've had marriages. We've had romances. (laughs) And that's where I met a guy called Terry Meekin, Deep Throat. Yeah. Now Lord Deep Throat. Lord Deep Throat, yeah. He was the founder of the Men Only Hash. And I said, so how often do the Men Only run? He said, once a month, second Friday. And I said, okay, I'll be there for the Christmas run. And I did every one for the next two or three years and went on tour with them. So I know all the Cheltenham and Cotswold hashes. And that's where I met I Like Your Boobs. Right. Now it's in southern France, retired. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing guy. And then... Bilko, Blobby, Stacker, just 20 or 25 of us used to go on tour every year. The first one I went to was Aarhus in Denmark. Then we went to Warsaw. Then we went to Milan. Then we went to Lithuania. This is once a year. Um, You can ask me how they went if you want, Matthew. Ask me how they went. (laughs) How'd the men only hash go? I'll tell you, the one in Lithuania, the weather was beautiful. The architecture was amazing. Talk about the men's only hash. when, And I want to hear the, your version of the story of Trevor, too. Oh, okay. The men only met once a month on the second Friday. But the May one on the second Friday was an away trip. So it was Friday, ah, Saturday, okay. Monday, every year. So we knew when it was. And we paid money to Lord Deep Throat. He said, send us your 150 bucks. And we sent him 150 bucks. And he looked for the cheapest plane flights. Nice. And when there was a hash there, we went to Me Hash, you know, Me Hash, the Spain hash. Yeah. So flaky, flaky at Me Hash. So basically, once a year, we all look forward to May for all the guys going away for a long weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so it was plane. Was there ever a land trip or were you always had to fly? We always had to fly. Okay. When we went to Warsaw, I can tell you it was, the architecture was beautiful. The weather was stunning and we went on a boat. When we went to Lithuania, the architecture was amazing. The weather was beautiful and we went on a boat. Hmm. When we went to wherever we went, that was what we said when we got back. Um, <laughs> nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> All right. But we are going to talk about Trevor. We came up with a, well, I don't know, I was involved a little bit, but there was a lot of us. There was a, a coconut with a face with a little pair of glasses. They were being sold on the side of the street. This was Royal Milan and Borgadira hash weekend. Somebody bought one. We said, ah, that should be our mascot. We tried to think of a name for it. So we went throwing out all of our names, like Steve and Matthew and all the names. And we had to pick a name that we didn't have. So we came up with Trevor. Lord Deep Throat gave birth to it at the side of the road. <laughs> um, we got him in a big chair. Trevor was underneath and we were all there delivering a baby and we we're going, pant, 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 pant. Lord Deep Throat, he's panting. Push, push, push. And then he pushed. And out came Trevor. We caught him and uh, and he stayed with us for three or four or five runs. He came with us everywhere. He came back to Cheltenham and Cotswell. He came to Swansea. It was a coconut and he was our favourite. He came everywhere with us. And I think, I can't remember how we lost him. He got kidnapped a few times by <laughs> the ladies. A guy called Taff FC, uh, another Welsh guy looked after him but i don't know what happened to him yeah the mystery of trevor buried in hash legend yeah in a canal i think somebody kicked him in a canal or and he bobbled away into whatever trevor came to dinner with us he was on the hotel reception fond memories of trevor and there's loads and loads and loads of pictures of it yeah so there are other men's only hashes of course around the world this one's actually named men's only hash other men's only hashes in the UK that you've only, ever only, only two in UK. That's the men only in Cheltenham, Gloucester, sort of Wales area. It, mm. We all dress in black mm. and we are educated and gentlemen and very um, sophisticated. And the other one is the Guernsey boys. All right. We're pink and <laughs> are completely just the opposite to us but they always get the girls yeah bastards <laughs> yeah the guernsey girls okay well so, hey, you brought up about the the hash mental achievements and capacities and what about the job list you've taken a look at the occupations of hashers right I've got a few pieces of paper somewhere in my archives in Ottawa, in my man cave. I'll have to dig it out. I just had a stupid thought one day, looking at hashes and into hashes, that all the professions in the world, from beak, a magistrate, a fiber optic engineer, uh, you name it, a dentist, a pathologist, I thought there must be a hasher of every single profession. There must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mammaries. I know one that strikes me is uh, mammaries is an exotic animal veterinarian in Orlando. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. just. It's great to think about. Yeah. Yeah. There's. There's got to be a pilot. There's got to be. Yeah. There's. There's people who've got their own companies. Olympric, a bakery. I mean, he's completely nuts. I've just heard his podcast. 
Yeah, and if you go to rural America, you can find some felons too that are hashed. Oh, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it just came to me. You know, there must be a a midwife, there must be a doctor. So you've started a list, and you have some notes put together somewhere. Yeah, I'll have to dig that up, but we can always... We probably need to get this online and group attack it to fill it in then. If you look up the list of professions in the world, it's quite a lengthy... I'm sure we could do it. Question, have we ever had a politician? Yes, but there's a guy on the Rumson hash I just named. I think we gave him the hash name Mayor because he was a mayor in North Carolina. A, a yeah. year or two ago. So we certainly have those. The guy in Sierra Leone was a minister of defense and was in line to become possible, was a, considered a candidate to become president. If the Hash House Harriers was a, not a corporate, what what's a bigger than a corporate company, like a world? Conglomerate, yeah. Yeah. If the Hash House Harriers was a working conglomerate, we could take over the world. <laughs> For better or worse, yeah. But we could. We could. There was a lovely guy. He died, a guy called Stephen Price, Boggers in London. He was the attache or whatever in Lithuania, hmm. a diplomat. And that's why we went to Lithuania because he right. looked at Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's he, always so many connections. Yeah. He just died, Boggers, a few years ago. He's a Leeds United supporter. Loved him. Everybody knows Boggers in London. Yeah. Yeah, the profession one, that if it was a conglomerate, we'd be bigger than Google, we'd be bigger than Amazon. <laughs> oh, we would. I'm, yeah. I'm deadly serious. Yeah. We can do anything. If we can put 4,500 beers in the Millennium Stadium, it never ceases to amaze me how clever we are between us, you know? Exceeding expectations when we consider everybody's half mine. Yeah, it is truly, actually. Pretty amazing and competent. There's one thing I heard of. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. There's some hash of Asia somewhere. I don't know which hash it is, but they have this stunt that they'll pull. And when they have a visitor, they'll pull out seven or eight guys, hashers, and line them up. And the visitor will have to pick out the garbage man from among the eight millionaires. (laughs) They all look the same because they're all dressed in hash gear. There's plenty of people where none of that matters at the hash. I mean, you might take some heat for it for if you took over the world yourself. But When we get visitors at the Swansea Jack hash, I concentrate on the visitors, and I'm fascinated by what people do, and I ask, what's your profession? And right. whatever they tell you, you can. it's ammunition for the next question. Sure. Um, Edinburgh, there's a guy called Jeez Wow. He's a pathologist, so he cuts up bodies. Mm. What do you say, little Scottish, what do you say in Oxford hash? He's a pathologist. That's not a tuppenny hateny uh, profession. That's uh, yeah. serious stuff, yeah? There certainly have been corporate CEOs, diplomatic chiefs of mission and everything, and military leaders. It is great to see when you're running a circle, when you're in charge of mismanagement. It's It's so great when you have these really formidable people that put it away and play hash with you and let let the hash non-rule rules take effect and they play along and don't let their egos or other background get in the way and they participate just like everybody else. I certainly love that and it, it is a bonding thing and it makes the tribe what it is. Yeah, It is, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of hashes in the past, way back, didn't have hash handles. Yeah. Getting a hash handle has been an amazing thing because 
you can hide behind it. Jeff Bezos could come and he could be bookseller or something and you wouldn't know. So you can hide about behind the real name. You know what I mean? Yeah. John Wayne Bobbitt famously uh, had his penis chopped off by his wife. He, I don't know how well he had hid, but he was on the, the Las Vegas hash. So there have been a few celebrities. There's a porn star, a retired porn star, Captain Zero out in California. You could send him a hash t-shirt and he'd try to get it worn in a porn movie. Okay. Retired military guy. He might be one of the most famous hashers, actually. Although not most famous in the hash, but you know, the way porn is, there's probably more people have seen Captain Zero than have seen any other hashers. So let me ask you as well, because I love your input. If you had to pick, who's your most famous hasher that you've met? Perhaps the oldest or the one. I know who mine is and see who you say. It's impossible to pick a number one, but one that comes to mind for me, and it doesn't always come to mind for everybody at first glance. And then as soon as you talk about them, it's true. But there's two I got to mention. There, Two of them were inner hash survivors as long as they lived, and that's Drain Oil and The Wolf. Yeah, I met them both. I met And I met Drain Oil again. I met him in Bali and I met him in Fiji. But the most completely barking mad guy (laughs) is victor mason nightjar yeah again he absolutely that's a great choice not everybody gets to bali nightjar is not traveling now so a lot of people may not get the chance to meet him so everybody needs to go to bali he's an amazing guy from a published author on birds and his whole life story is incredible yeah well he he recites shakespeare in the circle and and it's word perfect and uh, how i met him i was with the penguin he's a fascinating he was the best man at my wedding in bali just two or yeah, years we need to tell that whole story but go ahead uh, on yeah track you're on. so i'm in when my first marriage failed um <laughs> as they do yeah Uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because Beaky would want me to say it. So let's do it. My wife of 18 years got seduced by a hasher. Wow. Broke my heart and blah, blah, blah. We won't name him, but I wasn't best pleased. But Lord Deep Throat got me through it. I've lived another day. I had to get out of town at Swansea because of that. My wife was seeing another guy. So I spoke to a limbrick and he said, you must come up sometime. And then about three weeks later, I was on a real downer. And I thought, that's it. I'm getting out of town. I got on a train in Swansea and I went north and I kept going and kept going. I got to York and it was 12 o'clock at night. The train stopped and that was it was stopping in York. There was no more trains. It was midnight. So I got on the platform and there was two tramps there with a can of cider and a blanket. And they said, do you want a can of beer? And I said, yeah, why not? So I had a can of beer, sat on a bench at York Station with two tramps. I waited till 5.30 in the morning and I got the next train and I kept going and kept going all the way to Aberdeen in Scotland. Now, when you reach the end of the world, you're, you find Olympic. That's brilliant. Yeah. The story with Olympic, he didn't know I was coming. <laughs> okay. So I went into one of his bakeries, Thane's Bakery, and bought two pies by a lady called Sandra. And I ate the one and I said, where's the main office? She said, up in George Street. So I said, give me the directions. I walked up to George Street and I walked into his main bakery. There was a queue of people and I had this second pie. I got to the front and I said to the lady, "Um, 
I bought this pie. I don't like it. Can I have my money back? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, she said, oh, we never, nobody brings any pies. What's wrong with it? I said, there's nothing wrong with it. I said, I just don't like it. And uh, can I have my money back? And she said, oh, I'll have to ask. Uh, I said, I tell you what, there's a pub next door called the Northern Bar. This is the pie. Uh, the proprietor who, who's here, who's the proprietor here? Uh, it's Mr. Thane. I said, okay, well, I'm going to the Northern Bar next door. Uh, I shall wait 30 minutes. He's obviously a busy man. Could you tell him I need my money back for this pie? <laughs> and, uh, and I went in and I bought two pints on the bar and he came around about 15 minutes. He came in the bar in a rush like he usually is. He seen me and he said, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed for four years. <laughs> and ate a lot of pies, I bet. I helped him with the pies. I drove pie van at 4 a.m. So my marriage was collapsing and at the same time his beautiful partner ruby was dying of cancer yeah so and she did die while i was there we consoled each other olympic and i for oh i was with him for two years in his basement flat we did some amazing things and got into so many scrapes and then he went and got married and his famous saying is I had to divorce you, Leaky, to marry Susan. <laughs> yeah. This whole life story is, an, is another good one. and He's as mad as a box of frogs. He's but yeah. very, he... very, very clever, Rob. Very smart guy. Yeah. He was worried about becoming uh, too normal, and he, he dashed off and didn't get married when he was just early, 20 years old or so and ran off to Australia. and toward That's Rob. right. Yeah, the, same, a... the same girl, Susan, yeah. Yeah, and then eventually they were back together i know he brought her to bora bador inner hash yeah that's right yeah and so she's been to at least one hash let's let's be professional here hashing isn't for everybody right and let's say that it's not her favorite pastime she thinks it's a bit childish we're all a bit immature and we drink too much birth coconuts on the side of the road a bunch of grown men yeah she's She's got it pretty much right, you know. <laughs> so I do talk to Graham. I talked to him a few weeks ago. I talked to him at least once a month because he was so good to me and I was so good to him. And I'll tell you, when I see you at the bar, I'll tell you some of the scrapes we got up to because Wales plays Scotland every year at rugby, yeah? Right. So I go, we always do the Wales-Scotland and oh, some of this stupid things we've done you know checked into the wrong hotel and <laughs> all sorts of things and i've lost him so many weekends i lose him i lose him and he turns up a day and a half later and says leaky where have you been and he's just amazing he's got the talent and the psyche to fly under the radar and usually he doesn't have to you know grab a clipboard and keep walking and get past the uh... The barriers of life, yeah. We play Risk a lot, you know, the board game on the computer. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, amazing guy. So that was Aberdeen. But you had jumped it to the interesting idea of individuals and just amazing individuals that you can encounter on the hash that you think of them as a hasher. You don't think of them as second vice president of banking or military attache they're they're a hasher when you meet them and engage with them at the hash and yeah. so we have these interesting characters apart from facebook i think 90 percent of hashers wouldn't know anybody's real name that's right yeah yeah you're right i wrote surabaya 
And I put Dingo Shit, Shit Lips, Leaky Bum, Doris Gay, I haven't mentioned, but Swansea Jack, Barrel and Noddy, I've done that. When I left Olympic, I went to Dubai, Wana, so the Desert Hash. I, I just want to distinguish, there's more, some hash names get, there are repeats, and there was a famous Buana down in East Africa that's a different Buana. The Buana who organized uh, Inter-Africa's. Yes, he. I think uh, I met him. He was a Mzungo, always wore a safari cap, and he organized, for example, the uh, Harare prelude to Vic Falls Inter-Africa's and... Just famous. He he had something to do with the fraud trying to say that the second hash was Royal Borgadera in 1947. That turned out to be a myth, but a myth. Yeah, he's yeah. quite a, quite a good character himself. But this is another big Buana that people this may is, know. This is this is Buana. This is Eric Breadmore, who's in New Zealand and knows the worms. So it's, it doesn't suit him his name, but yeah, he's been hashing far longer than me. I was there in Dubai when he parted company with his wife and he's remarried a Chinese lady and he's got a, he was a dad at 68. Wow. Um, I was talking to him yesterday with his little girl. And then there's Nancy Boy in Dubai, Captain Skidmark and Little Mo's camp out. Little Mo put the bid in in Fiji to get the interhash to go to Dubai. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that say it can't be done, it costs too much, you can't hash in the desert. It's a pity. I was talking to Little Mo and saying, boy, you just got to get a video of 50 people testimonial telling them how great your event is and what really is possible in the desert for hashing because he, it's a world-class thing that he does. He's a lovely guy and I promoted his camp out at Fiji for him to win. His bid wasn't strong enough. There's a lot of people that don't know him. He does. He travels to Interhash and everything. But Dubai is not a big tourist destination for people, although it is a tour. It is a destination, but a lot of hashers aren't passing through there. So a lot of people haven't experienced what's possible with desert hashing. Yeah, do, I mean, I went there for two separate one-year contracts. Dubai is amazing. Yeah. Would it do an interhash downtown? Probably not because of the all sorts of nonsense going on. But I can tell you, Little Mole could do it in the desert. Yeah. Because I was talking to people in Fiji and they said, you can't have 4,000 people in. I said, interhashes are too big. Fiji was amazing. I think it was 1,800, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a nice size. So that's why I've said about going to Hawaii, make it more difficult so that the numbers are lower that's my thought on it and mo little mo is amazing guy i hope he gets it one day but putting 1800 in a desert is a lot different to four and a half thousand you know yeah it surely is so what was hashing like when you were there in dubai i mean i hashed in in cairo for almost 15 years and desert hashing i traveled to the arab region and all the countries around there so i've hashed around but tell people what yours experience was for that was a great hash. I, I enjoyed that. that. Again, I heard a stat when I was there. It was being built, basically, Dubai. Right. Somebody told me many, many years ago that, you know, the big, tall cranes for construction? Yeah. Um, you could tell a city's economy by how many cranes there are. Yeah. And, and somebody told me at a bar there once that 75, when I was there, 2008, 2009, 
75% of the world's tower cranes were in Dubai City. There was hundreds of them there. I went out project managing fire protection. The hash was great because you just got out of, out of Dubai and you were in the sand. Yeah. And there's no, a, no restrictions, on, no real restrictions on alcohol when you're out there. It's available. And- you've got to treat it with respect. They've got their rules, but they, you know, the UAE sort of where... The West meets the East, really, Dubai, you know? Yeah. So, and there, there's a lot of hashes all throughout the Emirates. Alain hash is a long-running hash there. Yeah, old man. And then there's two hashes in Dubai, of course, the desert and the creek. Yeah. Creek's men only. When I was there at, in Dubai, 2009, there was just amazing RAs. And one of them was a Welshman called Nancy Boy. Uh, Stuart Wakeham, who's just got COVID actually this week. So if he pulls through and still alive, I'll get him to contact you as well. He's an amazing guy. Okay, I wish him well. Did you have you run across Digit in any of these places? Digit was in Dubai. Yeah, that's a funny story. Sleazy. Everybody, a lot of people know Mike Lee's Sleazy. Mm was in dubai digit had a boat oh yeah i've heard a bit of this story like a sailing yeah fell on hard times so sleazy bought the boat off him and they (laughs) shared they shared the boat then Uh eric got a contract got some money bought half the boat back so they shared it 50 50 then he sold it back to sleazy (laughs) uh, this boat and i've had the Lucky enough to have been on that boat with Sleazy with a case of beer and just Sleazy and just Digit. Digit was just nuts and amazing. And he did Interhash Goa, yeah? Yeah, he was the chairman for Goa. I've never actually hashed with Digit except at big events. I've never been to a local. What's it like on a a local hash where you have a personality like Digit? Is he... Just a oh, hasher, or is he about to be part of it? How's that work? He's, he's just on a different planet, intelligent, and he does his own thing. I can remember, so that would have been 2009. Hmm. Again, the hashes are clever. Desert Hash has its Christmas hash in June, because if you do it at Christmas in December, the price of all the hotels and right. the Christmas dinners and all this are extortionate. So they have a Christmas dinner, the Desert Hash, in June. You wear your Christmas jumper. They have a Christmas tree presents in June. Mm-hmm. One of my f- biggest memories was 2009. We had Santa and we had the elves and everything. And Digit passed out on the stage completely asleep. <laughs> he, he drunk so much, he was just asleep. Yeah. The music was going, people, and he was there for a couple of hours. We had to keep checking he wasn't dead, but he was asleep. One of his trademark moves, I remember at the end of High Nine on, I think, the very last night, all the buses had left him there helping just walk, doing a walk around. And he's spread eagle, passed out, being yelled at by his wife and kids and get up. And he's just laying there like he's dead. And every 20 seconds or so, he would squeeze the horn to say, I'm still here. No other sign of life. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he traveled with that. Squeeze horn, squeeze trumpet, and yeah. After Goa, he became in. I couldn't understand. I don't know what language that man was speaking. He was talking, and there was something coming out of his mouth, and it wasn't a, a language on this planet. He he could he loved it. <laughs> eccentric, yeah, with three C's, yeah. 
<laughs> you know the story how he got his hash name with the train running over his finger, yeah? Yeah, he lost a finger on a train in India. Traveling in a train, got pissed, fell out the train, and the train ran over and he lost his index finger. Then he points, he goes in the circle and he says, let me tell you this, and points with his <laughs> digit finger that's not there. I mean, yeah. you couldn't write it, could you? No, no, he was a great character. So I was lucky enough to meet him, and Sleazy would be a great guy for you to podcast him. Sleazy telling you Digit's life would be, I'd I'd pay money to listen to that. Yeah, I'll get that recorded. I've I've talked to Digit's son, Fast Food, who had, he was a great guy in his own right, and he had quite a bit to say, and of course loved his father and had a lot of good stories. Creek hash was a, it was a pretty big and important thing in hashing. A long running men's only hash in the Near East is one of the big, and so many people did go through there. People in the oil industry and everything, everybody, and the people working in defense and infrastructure and aid, we've all passed through the Emirates. Yeah. 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 We got Near East, Asia, Europe. You're now in North America. Your most recent life. Yes. He's a Canadian. So how did, how did you hook up with a Canadian? I was in Aberdeen with Olympic, and I knew eventually I had to go back to work and do something half decent. I dated a lovely lady in Aberdeen called Struth. She won't mind me mentioning her name. She was... Uh, she doesn't get it to say. She doesn't have a say, but uh, it's good to hear she won't mind it. Okay. Her, her name is Ruth. Ah, right. And she's so lovely, they put a, an ST, a, a St. Ruth. In ah, front of her. right. So she's known as Struth. She's been hashing for many, many years. She was on the first run of the Edinburgh TNT. Ah. She knows Olympic. She knows all the Scottish hashes. We didn't get married. I had to move on. and But she's, I, she's very dear to me, you know. The penguin mm. knows her well. And I haven't got a bad word to say about Struth. She's probably got loads of bad words to <laughs> say about me. Yeah, well, she, if she's sensible, sure. What were we saying? Um, yeah, your Canada connection. I'm working in Scotland. I got back into the telecom industry. And then we have a, a problem and my boss said, I've got no work for you next week. Do you want to take a week off? And I said, yeah, can I have three weeks off? And he said, <laughs> sure. And it was just before Bali into hash. I booked the hash, got a rego, and I went to Bali. Um, 20, 2016. Yeah. 2016, May. The Penguin was there. Steve Charles, I'm seventh heaven because I'm on holiday and and there one day, a load of Canadians came down the road. We got a Canada Day run on Wednesday. And I said, well, I've got cousins in Canada. I'll be there. That was the Wednesday. This Um, is usually organized. Little Big Man is one of the spearheads of this thing. Little Big Man. Yeah, i tell you who it was. It was Deli Belly. It was a lady called Pleasure Chest from Calgary. Mm -hmm. Little Big Man, Deli Belly, a lot of Canadians. And there's a Canadian hasher who's got a bar on the beach. I forgot about it. On the Wednesday, and I thought, oh, no, the Canada run. I legged it from the bar, went back to my room, changed my hashing kit, got on the bike, cycled all the way down Sanur on the front, and got to the Canada run with a couple of minutes to spare into the circle with my bike, and I'm there for the Canada day. And it was about 
50 plus people. So off we went and across the circle, straight away, I seen this blonde lady. Anyway, we started running and I started talking to her. Her hash name is Wet and Ready. Yeah. Wet, capital N, Ready, Wet and Ready. And she got her name because she was waiting for a run in Ottawa. It rained and she got soaked. So she was ready to go running. We spent every day. It was one of those pal moments, you know. Yeah. So when she left Bali, I had a wedding, a hash wedding to go to in London, England. And I said to her, do you want to come? She said, I've never been to UK. I said, right, if you say yes to buy, be my plus one, I'll come and get you. So I flew to Ottawa, met her daughters and the dogs and flew back with her. Do you know a guy called 2AM? Oh, I don't think so. Really good hasher, Brentford supporter. Here's a story. He hashed in Australia and got run over by a car twice <laughs> and survived. Didn't like it the first time enough. Okay. He honestly, he's... His, his name's Mike Eastgate. He's been hashing a long time in London, West London, and blah, blah, blah. Huh, I must know him. At 2 a.m. in the morning, he was pissed and got hit by a car really hard. He went up in the, up in the air, and the car didn't stop, and he was lying in the road. And another car came and ran over him. Jeez. And he survived. To get married. To a he's hasher. Just, he's just got married. And so you and Wet and Ready retreat to the UK for, for that wedding. For 2am's wedding, we long distance dated and I proposed to her in Wales. So we got married in Bali, exactly where we met. Steve Charles, Disco Wanker did our music. Little Big Man and Cheap Thrills were there. Mm -hmm. There was 31 people. Half of them were hashers. Peter Jones, shit lips came from Australia. No, oh, nice. And right so, before Fiji Interhash. Fiji Interhash was our honeymoon the weekend after. Right. If you remember, I had dinner with you guys after the Jakarta outstation run before the Interhash started. And we were banned because we weren't actually Jakarta. So they made us sit over. They kicked us off the table. We didn't have, they didn't know we were coming to the run. So they didn't, Penguin didn't have enough reservations. So yeah. H2O and I had dinner with you and went and ready that. I remember it well. Um, we had a far better time than me. Yeah, you? yeah. We, we were able to talk and, uh, and we, got the, we got the same price in the beer as they did. They gave us exactly. the same beer. Boring old bastards talking about Jakarta. They've done it for 20 <laughs> odd years. It's just Jakarta for Christ's But they do have good outstation runs. Every time we go to a big event, if they'll let us in, we attend the Jakarta outstation runs. Yeah. Yeah, I've moved to Ottawa. We bought a house. So I hash every week with Deli Belly, Fat Ass, one of my heroes, a founder member. You've podcasted him. Yeah, Ottawa has a, it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a national capital. Now, a lot of people might think Toronto is the capital of Canada, but it's Ottawa. So you have a lot of retired national foreign service people that have been all over the world been hashing for decades it's a great it's a great hash and they travel a lot you need donald gautier and this is in my top five david douglas hash name bobbit again i would pay money for his story he's a professor professors they're either mad or nutty or just eccentric and he's yeah. all three yeah nice We've tracked Leaky Willie then from his hashing origins in Asia through Europe and the Near East and all the way to North America. Believe it or not, 
Leaky Willie has more to say, and we'll pick that up in part four. This is the online podcast. Hasher stories, Hasher voices, Hasher history. New episodes every week. Until next time, on on, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet child, coming forth to carry me. Amen. Mm-hmm.